Hello, Tome Show listeners. This is Sam Dillon, your Tome Editor, and the DM of the D&D Brief Podcast. D&D Brief is now going to be hosted on the Tome Show Network. To find back episodes, search under the Actual Play tab at thetomeshow.com. As always, thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. This is the D&D Brief Podcast, and I am your GM, Sam Dillon, and I am here with my players, Matthew. Hello. I'm playing tonight Konos Lendaf, uh, Sea Elf Warlock. And David. Hey. Playing a, a Bard, Axley, uh, who's a halfling. And Nina. Play Emerin Mestier and... Human Cleric, right? Yes. And Karu. Hello. I'm playing Marcel Petitia Abderan, who is a Lutrinian Sorcerer. All right. Well, welcome to episode number seven of D&D Brief, a game where we play 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons in my homebrew world where they are trying to figure out a huge mystery about why everything got consumed by the ocean. All right. Now, the first question I always ask, who wants to do the recap? What did happen last session? <laughs> a lot. Hold on. I got it here. Well, we... I'll. I'll start. So we essentially took um, Lucadius, the one uh, crab, half crab, half person, uh, back to the ship after we kind of dispatched the other cultists. Well, I don't know, we don't know if they're cultists or not, the other worshippers in the stone circle. Uh, and then once Emerin and Car- um, Marcel returned, we all explored the sort of underground chamber that we discovered in the middle of the stone circle. When we were down there, we found all sorts of strange writing on the wall that we were able to decipher some of it. Uh, we, there was a pedestal with a disc, a sort of lens-shaped disc spinning around, and we were able to use magic to activate it. And we found we don't know if it was it was a projection. It was basically it was a projection of some some place completely different. Um, it was like some kind of a laboratory, and there were a couple people working there, and they became aware that we were observing them, and it seemed like they were trying to come through. So we kind of, well, Marcel found a way to grab the lens and pull it off the pedestal it was on, and we kind of scooby-doo ran it out of there and ran straight into the giant crab we had been sent here to find and catch them in the first place. And after a rather intense battle we defeated it and pretty much chained it to the back of our ship and are taking it back home so we can pay off all grit okay does anybody have uh, anything to add to that that covers a lot of it that's most of what i have okay and uh remember that when you got back to the ship with the giant crab carcass, your crew was quite impressed with you. And so you, you ended up uh, getting a little bit more respect from the crew. Not that they didn't respect you before, but they were even more, uh, they have even more incentive to be wary of attempting something like a mutiny or, something like that. Uh, you're worthy of respect. And so that is something that is noticed. Oh, I know. It. Uh, so I have the description. We also saw the portal through the, that the disc opened up. 
because we are all very curious people and ended up uh, activating a portal and saw was it a human and a gnome wearing some faded blue tunics and another person in blue robes with the symbol of the same symbol on their shoulder and we kind of ran from that into the other thing right <laughs> and a strange portal it wasn't really a portal but it was like a two-way communication yeah it was like a like a uh, modern you know kind of like face-to-face uh, screen Except then they started to open a portal and we panicked and ran for it. <laughs> the teleportation portal started glowing and we bucked it up. And we decided not to stick around and see how <laughs> powerful they nothing were. Nothing ever, like, pursued us is the other thing. Nothing, nothing tried to come after us as far as we know. I think Emmerin pretty much shoved as much as she could on top of that latch before anything came up. But nothing seemed to pursue us which is kind of odd well they uh the the person that had uh, the person that looked like the leader in that room had said to someone you know start the portal or open the portal or something like that and then you saw an arcane sigil start to form on the floor but around that time uh marcel grabbed onto the the glass disc, right? The the lens that was projecting the images and then pulled it off of the the pedestal or the stand. And while the arcane signature still looked like it was there on the ground, everything else disappeared. Um, So you don't technically know if anything ever made it through, even though it seemed like they were going to pursue you. Considering it never, no one ever pursued me, I think at least Marcel thinks that um, interrupting the communication part, portion of the, that kind of maybe messed up their portal spell or something, or at least that's what they're hoping. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the question is then, what would you like to do? So we do have like two and a half days until we get back. We're going back to Traston Finn, correct? Yeah. Deliver the stinky crab corpse. Yeah, we don't want to keep that thing on board longer than necessary. It's probably already stinking up the ship. Seagulls? No. No, thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. I would like to have a conversation with Axley. After he's recovered from uh, previous traumas. Um, But, yeah, I would like to catch Axley alone for a minute. Okay. Uh, I mean, the the ship will travel for two and a half, three days to get back to Trastenfin. So, uh, given that at least one of you has healing magic, I think it's easy enough for him to be considered fully recovered, provided nothing happens uh, along the trip. So basically, um, you're going to take a long rest, and you'll get back all your spell slots, and you can spin them healing him up, Yeah, mechanically speaking. I definitely do that. Okay. It comes um, for magic in that long convalescing times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So 
what did I do with my dice? Oh, here they are. Uh, so let's let me make some rolls and see what we get here for the first day of travel. So that's what that's what everyone agrees to do is go back to Traston Pin as fast as possible. So we're not dragging the crab behind the ship, are we? It's actually on the ship. It's it's hanging off the back of the ship, but not in the water, so we don't lose it underwater either. So there's probably a huge flock of seagulls following our ship <laughs> wherever yeah. we go. Yeah. With bad haircuts. I, with bad <laughs> I've been using shape water to kind of cool it off and oh. possibly, you know, splash the seagulls <laughs> off. Feel bad for whoever has to swab the decks of the seagull dung. Yeah. Well, they asked for this thing, so we're going to deliver this giant stinky carcass. <laughs> Here you go. Oh, they'll smell us coming along before they see us. I would say, what's going to give us away faster? The smell, <laughs> the smell of the crab or the crying of all the seagulls? <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> I think we try to like cover it up with some extra tarp or something like that. It's going to take a lot of labor to clean up the ship, get it smelling nice. <laughs> Luckily, you have uh, 15 or 16 other crew members <laughs> that are there to do your dirty work. <laughs> I think we're going to have to buy some perfume, a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> Just burn some incense on the deck. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Burning incense on the deck, I think, would cause the crew to mutiny. <laughs> <laughs> First, because the incense, but second, because the fire. Does it sound great? Your first day of travel is relatively uneventful. It is a partly cloudy day, but you see that a small storm is building, and that leads to a day of incessant rain your entire second day of travel. Um, but luckily, the morning of, of uh, or the evening of the second day, when you're starting to get close to the to the uh, to the actual Trast Bay. You feel like you're probably six or seven hours out, and the clouds clear up. And by the time morning breaks and you're close to Traston Finn, it is actually a sunny day outside. So nothing of any measure happened on board other than everyone doing their sort of regular jobs. And uh, your crew is behaving itself very well. As I said, you're, the giant crab that uh, is being cared for by... A strange furry spellcaster on board um, is keeping the crew very much in line. So, uh, what did what is it that Imran wanted to talk about with Axley? Yeah, so um, I'll just catch him down below, like maybe when we're like changing shifts, but catch him alone, just down. Um, ask him, hey. How are you feeling? Down in the kitchen. Down in the kitchen. Uh, still have the splitting headache, but uh, thanks to you, things are going well for recovery. Yeah. Uh, that you, was a bit of a scrape. Yeah, you took quite a beating, but you probably took all the damage for all of us, so <laughs> thanks. Well, hopefully um, next time I'll be in better form. Hopefully next time we can come up with a little bit of a better strategy. I think we kind of ran into... Just not something we were prepped for. But once we start to learn and figure out each other, I think we'll be a pretty good team. We literally of, ran into it, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> we ran right up into it. 
speaking of, we haven't really told Konos or Marcel hardly anything about the ship that we found, like the symbol. We haven't really explained anything to them. How trustworthy? We don't understand ourselves. Yeah, it's not. It's not something that I would go telling anybody willy-nilly. So I'm wondering how you feel about them. I want your input. Well, I think the stakes have been raised now that uh, now that the, the cat of nine tails is out of the bag of holding, so to speak, um, with that crystal. <laughs> I think the, those forces out there that we don't really understand are now well aware of us. And I think we can assume that they'll be in, in, looking for us or at least trying to find out what threat we represent. So I think that increases the threat to them as well, just being associated with us. That's a good point. Do you think I their think interests, do you think their interests align with ours? Well, so far it seems to generally align. I don't know what their personal motivations are. There's some strange forces at work with that one with the tentacles and the little the little thing the little tentacle thing in the in the container. I don't know yeah, what's going on there. I've never seen that kind of magic before. <laughs> kind of creeps me out every time <laughs> every time that magic is used. But uh, um, they seem like they have good intentions. Um, I think we do need to probably sit down with them and at least have a conversation about what what this adventure is starting to take form and with a threat. Yeah, I would definitely agree. They're capable. One thing that, yeah, definitely, and that, that they, I think they, we're probably alive because they're with us. So that's definitely something of value for sure. So actually, I have somewhere I need to go. Oh. I had a dream that I think. Goras sent me, and I think it's where my mom is, and I want to go there, and I don't know how well that aligns with anybody else's interests is what I'm concerned about. I know you're probably with me through the whole thing, but I'm a little worried if they'll come. Where is it? Do you know the specifics of where you need to go? I don't know. It was a vision of a library. Um, I was flying through the air. It's somewhere I've never really seen before, but it was a really large city. And I think it's called the Library of Great Towers. There was, there's a have lot. I maybe heard, have I heard that name before maybe with my Arcana studies? Yeah, you want to roll a history check or yeah, actually an Arcana, that's, that's a good idea. Okay. Um, six plus two, that's not so good. Eight. <laughs> yeah, Great Towers is is not the most descriptive of names. You're not yeah. really recalling anything in particular that you know about in this area. Well, I think 
a library, especially a great library, would definitely be of aid to us. I, I think we're at a disadvantage here, knowing far less about these forces and these uh, these strange symbols on these robes we're seeing and these evil forces that may be aligning against us. Maybe we could learn something important at a great library. So I think that there's cause to justify going there, if not for your mother, but for the good of everybody. Okay. Would you talk with them, with me, when we get back to Traston Finn? Maybe we should sit down, have a drink for a while, and talk things over, see where their interests are as well. Absolutely, and maybe they're well-traveled. Maybe they've heard of this library. Maybe they know yeah. where, what direction it lies. Okay, thank you. Absolutely. Okay, so do, you, so do you want to sit down with Konos and Marcel before you get to Traston Finn, or do you want to wait till everyone gets back to town? I was thinking of waiting till we get back to town kind of just because I mostly want to know where we're going first because I don't want to sit down and tell them hey we're going to this library but I have no idea where it is so I wanted to scout around town and see if I could find anybody who had more information so I could sit down and be like hey this is where I would like to go like kind of plan it out a little bit so it sounds like I have a little bit more of a plan in my head okay so by doing that you realize that you lose the ability to find out if they've heard of it. Yeah. Well, just temporarily, right? I mean, we do have to first go back and unload this crab. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to travel the world. On the crab first. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's get that done. Go. <laughs> Although that would definitely be a reputation builder. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. The big of crab. Uh, is there anything that um, Konos and Marcel uh, would like to do on the ship before we get to back to the island? I actually did want to talk with uh, Emran briefly. Okay. About something. Okay. Uh, Captain, um, I did wanted to ask you, so about our, about the person we're bringing back, this Lucanius, do you think, do you think there's any chance of reversing what's going on with him or do you know is do you have like a is there anyone at any of your at the sorry is there like a temple that you worship at in trast and finn that uh we might be able to take him to i've been thinking about that and i do think probably taking him to the temple of goros is our best option whether or not they can heal do i know of any like healers in town or someone who would be a little bit more versed in reversing magic any mages anybody that would probably help <laughs> that i know of i mean you were born and raised here right yes so i think that you would probably have uh the ability to go to the priest at the temple okay and yeah. and confide in them and and you know if okay. you asked them to uh care for this creature this half man half crab creature and you know uh, as you you are the representative of that creature then 
yeah. I think they would do what you asked. Or at least you think they would do what you asked. I don't... Okay, I'm going to do a thing. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to help at all, but... Um, Konos, come with me for a minute. Um, I take Konos and go down to where the creature is. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to cast Detect Good and Evil to see if I can figure out what kind of creature it is or what kind of magic. I don't know if that'll be helpful at all, but I'm going to try it. Okay. Um... Let me ask you this. What is it that you are trying to find out? What is it that you hope to learn? Um, so the spell this? says, for the duration you know there is an aberration celestial, elemental, fey, fiend, or undead mm -hmm. within 30 feet. So I'm wondering if he qualifies as any of those. Okay. Let me check something. Making the DM think. Yeah. <laughs> Let me think. Well, Emron is doing this. Can I, if she explains what she's doing, I, I would say I, I can try my own sort of sensing on him, and I would try to detect magic on him, maybe to see if he's any, under any kind of magical curse or anything like that. I have so many spellcasters. <laughs> uh, so I'll answer Konos's question first. No, there is no magical signature left on this creature that leads you to believe that a spell was cast upon it to make it into what it is. Okay. In terms of the detect, um, in terms of the, the detection of what sort of creature this is. So when you learned this spell, you had to cast this spell several times. Uh, to make sure that, you know, you were doing it properly and that you had the all of the uh, ritualistic parts of it, all the components and all, all of everything that goes into casting this spell. You had to do that several times to perfect your own personal casting of it. Mm -hmm. And then you had to cast the spell several times uh, to test that it actually will detect certain things for you. So how do you know if it works to detect an aberration if you've never been around an aberration? So uh, you went through some different sorts of training as part of the temple where you could detect aberrations and fey origin creatures and things like that. But you yourself it's possible that you've never actually really seen or been around one of those creatures. You just were tested to make sure that that spell worked. So in other words, every time that you've ever cast this spell previously, it has been a pure detection type spell where you either get sort of a positive result or you don't. Okay. And in this case, what you're getting is a mix of fey origin mixed with aberration. And it's very confusing because neither of those sort of indicators or signals are coming in super, super strong. 
but there is this weird sort of aura about this Lucanius person that gives you the idea of Fae, but then also of aberration. At the same time, it's not like one and then the other and then it goes back. It's like both of them laid on top of each other. But it's very, very weak. Okay. Well, that's interesting. Okay. Um, Konos, can you ask him to make sure he's comfortable and has everything that he is needing? Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk mentally to him and just kind of try to get a gauge of how he's doing. Um, let him know that we're almost almost to where we're going and we think we can take him someplace to help him. Um, he doesn't really respond other than a, a kind of slight nod. He doesn't actually project any thought back to you. Okay. He's, okay. He seems pretty. He seems pretty quiet. Okay, I kind of walk a couple steps away with Konos. Yep. Like, yeah, I think I got. I'm not very well versed in a lot of this. This is kind of a trial by fire type thing. But when I cast that spell, I got really faint traces of Fey and aberration. But I think the best place is the temple, if that's the case. Maybe the priests there would know a little bit more. Okay. Yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, yeah, I'm hoping they can be of help. It would be a shame if we brought him back all this way, if there's nothing that can be done with him. Right. And is there anybody else around or just the two of us? Just the two of you and okay. Lucanius. Okay. I would. Then I would say, and I would say, and on top of that, I feel like I have a bit of a personal stake in his recovery as well. And he'll pull aside the bandana that he's been wearing kind of across, diagonally across his face that covers his right eye. And he, and when he does, Emeryn, you would see that his right eye is pretty much crusted over with like barnacles and small mollusks and I'll say to her that the, the very pirates, the Caribbean style, I say like, I haven't told, we haven't talked much about how I do can do what I do or how I was, where my magic comes from. But, and that's probably a discussion we should have, but short story is I feel like what, seeing him, the state he's in kind of reminds me of a bit of what's, what's going on with this. And then he'll cover it back up because it's probably a little gross to look at. <laughs> Emeryn's like trying and failing not to like look absolutely like horrified at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that's a valid point. Um, yeah, hopefully we can help him and then in, in the same token, help you. Uh, yeah, we should, we should have a discussion maybe when we get back to Trask and Finn about everything. There's some things I need to tell you as well. Me and Axley. So Sounds I think good. that would be good. Okay. Okay. If we were playing Call of Cthulhu, I would now ask you for a sanity check. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can just picture all the little things poking out of them, little, little mollusks and. <laughs> <laughs> 
great special effect. <laughs> and about three seconds later, Carlos thinks, thinks like, oh my, I really got to remember to warn people about that too, <laughs> first, beforehand. Yeah. And Marcel, do you have a moment? I had something on my mind. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I just recall in, in the haze from the battle, and me- memories are starting to come back to me. And I remember in the heat of battle, something about the lens, the lens that you grabbed. I remember a spell being cast and it seemed to refract and reflect and maybe even amplify the spell. Uh, if my memory is correct, maybe there's some further experimentation we should do with the lens to find out if it actually does amplify magic or have some strange effect on magic. I would recommend if we're going to try something like that, not using electric. I think I, my hand still um, tingles a bit from that. Um, electric might not be the way to go. <laughs> but yes, Good it would be idea. interesting to find out if this thing can actually amplify magic. Yeah, maybe starting with just simple light would be a good, <laughs> good place to begin. <laughs> At most, we'll end up blind. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to put some more thought into how to how to do that. But I think there definitely should be some experimenting there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, so I think that brings us to back into Trast and Finn. And uh, so you uh, you bring the ship into Trast Bay and you dock it uh, on one of the slips there. And uh, what's your plan for going forward? Um, I want to find what's his face. God, we haven't been, I feel like we haven't been back here in like <laughs> a year, a week at least. Yeah. How I mean, it's, it's it was, been, yeah. Cause it was a couple days out, a couple days back. Yeah. Age, I think, two, right? two and a half. So plus, you know, you spent about a half day there. So, uh, it's about, about five and a half days. Why do I not have a name? Uh, the watch keep. Uh, the. Ulgret. Yes, thank you. Ulgret. I want to find him. Okay. Um, so do you go to his office? Yes. Is that what I'm hearing? Okay. Yeah, we need to get rid of the crab now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like power walking, like. Straight up and down, shoulders back, like we got your crab. <laughs> All right, so that you're gonna are you gonna take the crab with you to his office, or are you going to go to his office? <laughs> Carpo's nodding, like yeah. <laughs> We're gonna dump that thing right outside his office. <laughs> Here you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna pull the crab down. Dragging this thing through the boat. Having you know, people, uh, some of our crew do that. Yeah, you're going to have about uh, six or seven crewmen, sort of carrying this thing up with their arms up, carrying the thing upside down. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All all the way to Olgret's dock watch station. Yep, it's it's big, right? But. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe just to help these guys out, we could like pile it onto one of the rowboats and have them like carry the rowboat. That way they don't have this like rotting thing on top of their heads. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. However you want to do it. That's fine with me. 
We can do that. Okay. Uh, but I and- really wanted to grab a chunk of it and just like throw it at him. Okay, so you get to the Doc Watch office, and uh, if you look in the window uh, in the door, he is in there, sitting at the, the counter there, filling out some paperwork. Someone want to go get him? Yeah, yeah. prop that, that dead crab up right in front of the door, so it'll be just face height. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to knock on the door. <laughs> Like, put one of the eyes in the window and just knock on the window. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so who's going to go in uh, and get him? I just want to knock on the door. So when he opens the door, it's right there in front of him. So you're going to knock and everybody's going to get out of the way and hide? <laughs> Ding-dong ditching him with a giant crab. Love it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you knock on the door. Um, Wait, can I stand on top of it? Like... <laughs> No, I'm going to, like, fall into it. That's gross. No. <laughs> uh, he, you hear him shuffling towards the door. All right, all right. All right, I'm coming, I said. And he swings the door open. And he says... <laughs> What in the nine hells? And you see him fall back and he falls right on his ass. Just right on it. And he, and he pulls a, a big knife out of his out of his boot. What the hell kind of a prank is this? Who's out there? I'm going to walk around the corner. We already took care of it. It's already dead. <laughs> Good to see your spry as you ever were. Ready for action. He he Although sort of a, a he still has is going to do a whole lot against that guy. He still has his knife in his hand and he sort of gingerly gets up. Oh, it's you. Well, fine. He puts the knife back in his boot. I wasn't expecting you back so soon. That's a, a very large crab. He the one sort you told of, us to get. We got it. He looks. Would you want bigger? He he sort of walks and he tries to walk around it and he can hardly get out of the door <laughs> and go around it. And he's he's trying not to touch it, but as he goes out the door, he kind of rubs up against it and he gets kind of wet, gooey stuff on him. And he goes around. He says, "Hmm." Careful, those stains take some effort to get out. Hmm. I imagine. How long have you had this? Uh, It took us about two and a half days to get to the island, and we killed it, threw it on the ship, and brought it back, so about two and a half days. He's poking at it with his finger. It's amazingly fresh. I've been using a bit of, you know, keeping it covered in water, Helped get the seagulls off this thing too, but that probably helped a bit. Hmm. It's amazing. All right, well, now what are you going to do with it? That's your problem. That's a matter of delivery and payment that needs to be discussed. Oh, this is the one for me. 
Yep. Ah, well, come in. Let me get your paperwork out. Everyone's just like rubbing her eyes like, dear God. <laughs> um, yeah, I go in with the paperwork. Uh, he, he rifles through some papers and he gets it out and he says, all right, well, looks like the deal I made was... Hmm. 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 How did I give you such a good deal? Well... Uh, maybe you didn't believe we would actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, it appears here that I'm to write off all of your charges. That's right. Well, all right. You can tell he's a little, uh, he's, he, he's a little confused, and then he says, wait a minute, wait. Didn't we smoke the pipe together? Ah, yes, I remember. That's when I made this deal, of course. I'm starting to actually, I'm like, this wasn't that long ago. <laughs> <laughs> In his world, I think it was. I guess. <laughs> All right, well, I've signed your paperwork, and it'll be filed away, and the ship is officially yours. And your registration fees are paid. For the month. You're doing business with you. Yes, you as well. I'm going to have a wonderful crab stew. <laughs> hey, I didn't. recommend not eating it. Oh, why is that? It might upset your stomach. Uh, <laughs> haven't you ever heard that dwarves have iron stomachs? I thought that was for alcohol. <laughs> well, you haven't tasted my crabs, too. <laughs> what if it's cursed? Uh, what? What just, do you mean? Just putting it out there. I mean, I don't know if this thing is cursed or not but i mean i was just asking are dwarves like resistant to uh cursed things maybe things from uh not quite this realm why do you think it's cursed it's just a big old crab right so you've seen crabs this big before and cooked them regularly no but look it's just a big crab i've seen small ones i've seen medium this is just really large i'm wandering out the door Right. Well, maybe you should write down that, you know, you're doing this of your own free will and we're not responsible for anything that happens to you once you eat it. <laughs> Make him sign a waiver. <laughs> uh, you're saying you want me to sign a contract? Maybe. Listen, I just don't want to be responsible if tomorrow you wake up with like a crab hand. <laughs> Puts his hands in front of his face. What do you mean? Crab hand. Well, it makes it very difficult to go to the bathroom. <laughs> or to handle all that paperwork you're always doing. <laughs> you don't know. Maybe it'll help. Yeah, pincer. <laughs> all right. Your work here is done. Get out. Right. Well, no more of this nonsense. Good luck with your stew. Come back next, <laughs> next week and I'll give you something. It'll be perfect. Sure. All right. <laughs> 
<laughs> shake my head and leave. Oh, wait, wait, one more thing. Yes? You have to file a, a notice when you're leaving. When oh. do you plan on leaving? I look towards Emran. Emran's not, not sure. there. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> I'll let the captain know. I'm not sure. We'll be sure and do that. Thank you. All right. Very well. He goes back to writing some on some papers. Well, we got oh, our fine. stuff paid off, but <laughs> we didn't really make much money out of that. And this is more like getting the boot taken off your car so you can actually take it places. <laughs> <laughs> that just means we can't go celebrate at the tavern. That's the bad part. <laughs> uh, what's your next order of business? We need to buy some industrial soap. And we may need to make use of that wind spell of yours, <laughs> Marcel, for power washing the deck of the, <laughs> the ship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Emeryn is like gone, gone, by the way. She is running to the um, uh, shipwrights to see her dad. Okay. Because, order of business, don't we still have to pay the shipwrights for repairing, even though the original fees are done? Do we still have to pay them? I thought the um, old grass was going to cover that. Yeah, that was already paid. Perfect. Okay. I'm still running there anyway. Or at least <laughs> what he just signed off on was your entire receipt. So Perfect. whether or not it got paid, whether you realize it or not, if it got paid, he just signed off the entire thing. So you're Great. free and okay. clear. Well, I say we just head to the bar. It's time for a drink and we can just <laughs> wait our illustrious leader when she's ready to join us. Yeah, that sounds great to me. Okay. All right. Uh, the bar is a buzz with tales of seven men uh, carrying that crab all the way up the dock <laughs> in a boat and then dropping it in front of the dock watch office. And uh, a couple of the sailors that are crew, part of your crew, they're buying drinks for people and they're telling them how uh, their ship went and uh, was part of taking down the king crab. They are they are saying things that um, are untrue. By the way, that, uh, that <laughs> absolutely part, yeah, kind of figured. Yeah, part of it's true and and part of it is untrue. So I'm pre I'm pretty sure Marcel gave them more than one tale of what happened <laughs> actually on the beach. So they've mm -hmm. got stuff to work with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so when the three of you enter, they immediately uh, go a little bit quiet, um, <laughs> and 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 tell their tale a little bit uh, less boisterously. But after just a few minutes, uh, you know, a free round of drinks is sent over to you, and as the minutes tick by, uh, they start getting louder and louder again, and and talk <laughs> nice. of their of their week long yeah, journey. We'll, yeah. We'll find a table out of the way in the, in the corner and just sit back and let them tell their tales and enjoy the drinks. Very good. Uh, Emmerin. 
What you doing? <laughs> I am like slightly jogging up, going to the shipwrights as fast okay. as my scale mill will let me go, mm-hmm. clanking all the way. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to go find my father. He's probably at work, I would imagine. He's at the shipwrights mm-hmm. guild. Yep. So I'm going to go look for him, scout around, see if I can find him. Sure, he's easy to find. You know, you kind of know what his daily schedule is, so. Yeah. So, um. He greets you warmly. Imran! Okay, he hugs you back. I am happy that you've returned. I've I've heard of a giant crab coming off of your (laughs) ship. Yeah, we did that. That was, that was to pay for everything. That that was our deal. I see. That was the thing that we went out to go do, and I know you were worried, but we did it. And it went well. Everything was good. Everything is going really, really good. You didn't get hurt? He's kind of looking, kind of walking Not around you. scratch, actually. Axley took a couple hits, but he's all right. I, I can heal now, and I can help people, and I can do things. And we did it. So you're back? For a time, yeah. Uh, A time. Yeah. A long time? No. A very short time, actually. But I, I, I had a vision, and I think I know where Mom is. And I'm gonna go get her. He sort of drops his head. She's been gone a long time. I know. But who knew giant crabs existed? Who knew we saw some crazy things out there? I don't, she's not dead. She's not dead, Dad. Crazy and dangerous, right? Dangerous things. Dangerous things. But we have friends. I, I, there are people that help. They're more than capable we are more than capable together I saw it and I I need to talk to them a little bit more but I think that we can there's a lot we can do I want to go do it where is it that you think she is I need to find that out I had a vision but I didn't see I don't know where it was it was somewhere I had never seen there were huge buildings and structures it was a rather large town there's a huge library built of stone um the library of great towers is the only information i really gleaned from it but i'm sure someone will know where that is i wish you would stay I'll be back with mom. The next time I see you, it'll be the two of us. And we'll have some time to catch up. And I have so many things to tell her. And she opens up like this giant journal that's just stuffed with papers. And- <laughs> uh, I have seen those types of journals before. Your mother used to do that. 
So we'll have two, and we can have more time to go through them together. Uh, roll me a um, charisma performance check, please. Oh, that's not good. Or, sorry, not performance, persuasion. I was looking at the wrong thing as I was talking. Okay. Uh, ten? Um, he... I cannot forbid you. You are old enough to make your own decisions, I suppose, but I fear that I will never see you again. You're leaving for good, and you know it. I'll be back with mom. That's a promise. She gives him another hug. He hugs back. Yeah. And as he as he's hugging you, he whispers in your ear, don't make promises that you are unable to keep. I don't. You taught me that. She turns and leaves. Roll me a perception check. <laughs> As you're walking out, you're beyond the, the doorway in the room he was in. You hear him say ever so quietly, I hope you find her. And then you're out of your shot. Every time I have one of those interactions, I just want to, like, <laughs> scream. Okay, I'm going to the tavern for a drink. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I'm going to go find my friends and... Uh, you walk into the tavern, and uh, as you walk in, you see there are uh, three. There are two big tables, two big giant round tables, and there are two people sitting next to each other at each table. And there's a crowd standing around each of the mm-hmm. tables, and the the two people at each table are telling the story of the sea voyage that was week long and it has pirates and big whales and <laughs> and finding the smallest island in the world uh, because someone you know kept going up to the crow's nest and jumping as high as they could and just all of these fantastical images along with fighting off giant crabs uh, for hours as they tried to swarm the beach. There were so many on the beach that you couldn't see the actual sand anymore. Uh, and, and things like that. They're tell you can hear it immediately as you're walking up, actually from the outside of the bar, you hear these tales and in a third, at a third table, sort of off in the corner, you see Konos and Axley and Marcel sitting quietly, sipping <laughs> their drinks. Uh, and chatting. Okay. As I walk past that 
table too. I kind of like butt my head in and I go, did they get to the part about the giant octopus yet? And I walk <laughs> The the person telling the story says, oh, I can't believe I forgot that part. (laughs) And he proceeds to just spill the beans about all of the giant octopus and and all of its offspring that were coming and shooting ink and all of these different things. Yes, it was an amazing, fantastical adventure. (laughs) A mighty kraken named Otto. I was going to say, Kodos, you should go show them Otto and tell them that we captured one of its babies and tamed it for our own. Right, he will he will show us familiar awful ones. And imagine, imagine one of these, but 50 times bigger. Oh, my God. Uh, are I'm you actually like sitting back listening to this? And I'm like, we have a lot to live up to now. <laughs> Setting the bar high. <laughs> are you are you showing them auto? Yeah. Okay. Uh, they the crowd actually when you when you show them auto they take a couple of steps back at first like oh what is this this is dangerous but then of course they're really curious so you see them as as the two guys sitting at the table and as you, as you're telling this story and you're talking about these big octopus swarms, you could see the people sort of inching closer and closer to try to look in the little, you know, in Otto's little house and trying to, you know, uh, and Otto for his part is sort of puffed up and, (laughs) and, and sort of letting his tentacles move actively uh, and uh, and and enjoying the attention just a little bit. Okay, what? I put a hand up. I'm like, some privacy, please. We do discuss matters. Uh, the people will settle down and leave you alone if you ask for privacy. the The four sailors are perfectly happy, uh, continuing to retell the embellished uh, stories about. The, the crew of the Tempest's Fortune. So I, I kind of peek around and I'm like, Conos, you never really did tell us how you came across your companion. Okay, well, it's a bit of a story, um, but compared to the ones that have been going around, it's, it's a little simpler. So about Seven or eight months ago, I was diving um, in near the reefs, kind of a ways north of here, and I found something pretty unusual and pretty interesting. Um, actually, I've actually I show you this when we're back on the island, but I figure it's fa- fair to show to show everybody, and he will unwrap the piece of coral that he that, that he's been carrying around and show it to the two of them, uh, to Marcel and Emmerin now. And it was unusual. Ever When I first came across this, I well, I, it's like I lost, sort of lost, lost, lost track of where, myself and where I was for, for a short time. And I just had these strange, started having these strange visions of something, this strange coral reef somewhere and i've been i'm not really sure where it is or where it what might be there but ever since i found this i've 
um, well, I've had some, that, that that's basically how I got started getting my magical powers. I didn't really have much before that other than being able to detect a little magic here and there. But I've also been feeling it's a strange sort of calling to take this somewhere. Like it wants to, like it wants to go back to somewhere. And that's kind of what I've been spending the last few months trying to do is find out more about what this is and what it might be related to and where it needs to go. And in the course of carrying this around, um, Otto kind of just appeared one day and I've been taking care of it ever since. It sounds almost like something imbued you with maybe its power and purpose. It seems like that. I mean, I've never, I've never heard of anything happening like that. It's just a strange encounter I had one day and I've been trying to just kind of make sense of what, what it might be ever since. Was it a vision kind of like the one that the lens gave off or was it like you were there? Like, did it transport you somewhere? Mm, I don't, didn't really feel like I was transported anywhere. I just, it just, it was almost like either I, I lost consciousness or something just kind of put a presence in my head and just gave this strong, very, very strong urge to urge and sense of home. And this is a place that needed to be visited, needs to be visited at some point. I haven't shown this to too many people. Yeah, that's fair. Do you have any idea of where this is urging you to go? Like even just a sense of direction? Or it's figure that out. I'm still figuring that it's been, it seems to sort of come and go from time to time. Sometimes it's sometimes there's no feelings and sensations or some other times there's a very, very strong urge to sail in a specific direction or to look for a certain place or point. It, it's, it's probably been a little while since, since, since I felt a, a calling um, from it. So no, no, direction as of now not right now no i did use it when we were back on the island and it did have an, an air of give an air of familiarity um like it had been there before it recognized the place but mm, that's that's about it sounds it, sentient it, it does almost yeah i mean it's all right it's it's i, I mean it's it's not like i talked to it and it we have conversations. It's more just like pick up strong, strong feelings or strong emotion, emotional reactions from it from time to time. The other, do you feel like you're hundred percent yourself or do you feel its presence taking you over or being a big part of you? Do you feel like it's, what is it? Is its purpose benevolent or do you sense any kind of evil intent? I really haven't sensed any kind of good or evil intention, just a desire to kind of, return it's it's almost like it's a part of something bigger and it wants to be reconnected with whatever that is um as far as taking me over i mean i still feel myself i mean i've developed some unusual magic and uh since this but that's about it oh well there is one other thing and this 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 will be a little shocking and emma i should have told you earlier um and he will essentially reveal the under the bandana for this. And when I found, after I found it, 
my eye kind of started getting grown over with all these little barnacles and stuff. And that's why partly why I was hope partly why I was so desirous to bring Lucanius back and see if we could get him treated. So hopefully whatever if some we find something that works on him, maybe we can find something that will take care of this too. Well, whatever it is, if it's giving you abilities, they seem to help us out. So it can't be too bad. My my parents always told me never look a gift seahorse in the mouth. So for <laughs> now, it's been helpful. So wise words. At least it's not crab that you're turning into, because then we'd have issues. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I, that's what I was thinking. That came to mind in the sense that there's something maybe similar of these conditions we've seen of men merged with with aspects of the sea and life from the sea. Well, I'm not a fish yet, and hopefully I'll stay that way. Interesting. But you were Another always skinned, right? I'm sorry? But you were always blue-skinned, right? Yes. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> Another mystery. We seem to be attracted to them like a giant stinking crab the size of a house that attracts seagulls. <laughs> Yeah, you, you you know the fact that you have blue skin makes me wonder. Have you ever seen like goblinoid creatures, but with like blue skin? Um, have I ever seen goblinoid creatures with blue skin? Uh, you want to roll a history check? Sure. Seventeen. You have heard about them. Um. Only because they are, so, uh, they are goblins are not new, but goblins with blue skin is a relatively new phenomenon that you and your people have heard about. Are um, there are there sea goblins like there are sea elves? Previously, no, but um, there is suspicion that something has caused them to come into being or come into this plane uh, previous to the common plateau, previous to the sinking on the common plateau, there were no blue-skinned goblins in existence. And now it seems like there are populations of them. Okay. So I'll tell her so. Um, yes, I've heard of blue-skinned goblins, but I don't think they've I don't think they're native to or I don't think any have been seen around this world since before the sinking. Hmm. But blue skin is pretty common among sea elves, at least from what I understand. That's what I was. Wa that's why I was wondering the um, the pirates that sank my ship. Uh, the, some of the crew looked like blue skinned goblins, and that's one of the few leads I have on them. That and the uh, the flag they were flying. It was. Uh, a deep red flag with a silver shark tooth on it. Oh, we all seem to have mysteries that are in need of answering. Uh, so I guess that brings us to what's next for us in terms of our voyages and adventures. Um, it sounds like a visit to a library would be appropriate as there's a lot of research that may answer a lot of these questions. Where does blue coral come from? Where do blue goblins come from? What is the nature of the sigil that we, we see on the robes of the the forces that 
are responsible for the giant crab. Maybe we should we should head in that direction. Yeah, that's a good idea. Have either of you heard of? I forget it again. <laughs> I hate to write this down somewhere. But the right. Library of Great Towers. I suspect I haven't, but have we? <laughs> you can roll a um, either Arcana or History check. Your choice. Uh, Twelve Arcana. Uh, Sixteen History. Um, Marcel Konos does not know about it, but does not uh, have any sense of it. But Marcel believes that they have heard about the Grey Towers, but um, it's almost like a, a historical, mythical kind of thing that, mm. you know, from from before the sinking, there were, there were these, you know, two or three great libraries, and uh, they, had, they had multiple names each, but one of them was the Grey Towers, and that was far over on the other side of of what was a humongous continent before the sinking um and it's not even known by marcel or their people if that thing is still in existence mm -hmm. at this point um it was in a town called calport K-A-L-P-O-R-T, Calport. I used this town in a game. I mean, it is, it is a town from the world, and I used it in a game once, and for two or three sessions, I kept saying Calport, Calport. And one of my players thought I was saying Calport, like C-O-W-P-O-R-T. Um, <laughs> so, uh, not Calport, Calport, K-A-L-P-O-R-T. <laughs> well you name a town what you're known for <laughs> yeah yeah exactly well that's what he that's how i figured out that he was hearing it uh, phonetically different from how i was trying to say it is that eventually finally on the third the third session he said so tell me this do they export a lot of cows or something and i was like what and then I realized, oh, <laughs> you think I've been saying cowport? <laughs> no, no. So yes, they do have cows, or they had cows in the surrounding region, but that's not what it was. It is a relatively large city with a history, and Marcel's people have that the library's location in that city. Okay, but that city is like on the opposite side of. What we know as the world now, but used to be the other side of the continent. From where your people come from, it used to be on the other side of the continent okay. from there. And the population of your your particular tribe at this point has not gone that far away. Or at least you don't know of anyone who has gone that far away and come back. So you're not really sure exactly where it would be in the world now. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's kind of tough to navigate if there's no land anymore <laughs> to know how far right. to go. Yeah. Um, so a little history of the ship um, that you, I think you both need to know. So during a great storm here, in, during which 
these this giant crab episode began with strange gelatinous crabs like the ones you saw washing up on the shore and attacking the lighthouse that we found this ship uh as a wreck after the storm and in its hold it had strange script and writing and and markings of that eye symbol so and we also found what looked to be dead members of the crew that were also wearing robes i think also in the hold we had there was boxes of robes right that that had the markings on it mm -hmm. I'm remembering that correctly yep so it seems like this ship itself was here maybe doing something as agents of that that entity that bears that mark that we don't understand or know what it is. Uh, so that's part of the mystery that we're trying to answer. Uh, yes, the 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 eye the eye symbol was on some of it was embroidered on some of the robes that were in the boat. That is true. And also painted on the deck rather largely. So what were the agents of that force doing here in this harbor? What, what, were their, what was their business that they ran afoul of the storm and revealed them? That's, that's a question that has been lingering. There's a lot of questions. Maybe it the place to start would on, be the on, local library. I mean, finding a library would be one thing, but we don't really have much leads besides a general area of where it used to be. Um, this group seems to be pretty big on rituals. What if the storm was a result of their ritual on this ship? I, I get the feeling that the storm was natural though. It didn't, it seemed like it rolled in if I remember correctly, it seemed like it rolled in relatively naturally. It didn't seem like it pinpoint occurred in the sky, like near the ship. It didn't seem like something called it. It just seemed like a storm. And I don't even know what caused the ship to partially sink. There was a small hole in it that looked like over several days it would cause the ship to sink, but there weren't any signs of repair there was no it almost seemed like the crew was more intent on these sigils and the writings on the wall and the obsessive scribbling than the actual their actual welfare it seemed almost like they were more controlled or obsessed or just couldn't do anything besides focus on this one thing kind of like how our friend in our ship still which we need to address um after he saw that eye he could only say one phrase yeah he got yeah. pretty pretty obsessive about one or right. two things after when he saw that yeah, too many saying. questions not enough answers right so well I, I suggest we spend maybe a day at the local library at the very least a library may have heard of another great library or know something I was going to say, that. I know a few people who might have ideas. Maybe we can search for them and ask a couple people who might know a little better. I also need to speak with the priest at the temple to see if they will take care of um, our friend. Sounds good. Sounds like we know what the next few days we'll focus on. Okay, so you're going to deal with uh, Lucanius in the temple. 
You're yes. gonna go. You're gonna go to the library and do some research. Yes. What else? Pretty much after we're finished with this conversation, I'm going to the temple. <laughs> I feel like we should get that arranged ASAP. Okay. Anything? What, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. What nope. time is it? What does it look like outside? Is it dark yet? You came in in the in pretty much like mid morning, and oh. you you only spent a very brief amount of time with Olgrat in the dock watch. Um, okay. You spent a little while with your father. I mean, it's probably right afternoon, maybe one o'clock, something like that. Okay. Not late at all. Yeah. Maybe after dark. Maybe I'll go chat with the priest, and then maybe after dark we can shuffle Lucanius in, because I don't feel like people would take very kindly to him if they saw him and the pincers and all that jazz. So roll me, everyone, roll me a perception check. A a, uh, wisdom perception check. Not rolling well. Fifteen. Fifteen. Nine. Twenty-one. So. <laughs> um, throughout your conversation, you, uh, you've been trying to sort of also keep an eye on the um, sailors from your crew who are telling these uh, wonderful stories. Um, and... You notice right after Imarin is talking about Lucanius, you, you're sort of doing the glance around check to make sure no one's paying a lot of attention to you or anything like that. And you see one of the sailors that was telling the story lead five or six people out of the tavern. And the other, the other three people, the other three sailors telling the stories are continuing to tell their stories. Uh, so they're, they're, you know, engrossed. The, the much of the crowd is engrossed, but the one sailor did lead uh, three or four, maybe five people out of the tavern. And you hear, you hear snippets of, "No, no, I'll show you. Come and look." Mm, that's not good. Uh, does anyone else see that? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, sorry, uh, everyone who rolled a fifteen and above saw that. <laughs> not me. <laughs> Well, I'll call attention to it. Oh, it looks like one of our sailors has gotten a little too much attention and is is uh, maybe trying to lead a tour towards our ship. We, it's been a week, right? Since uh, we left? It's been five days, yeah. Five and a half days. We should probably stop that. Yeah, we, don't we should. This guy to... Trying to figure out a way to do it discreetly, maybe like call everybody to the ship to receive their payment for the week's travel, but it hasn't really been a week yet. Mm. Uh, yeah, we should probably just go and say that's not okay. Yeah, the people that he took out, whether are those like others, other crew crew members on our ship, or just other local people, or oh, patrons from the bar that were listening to these fantastical stories. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I'm, I'm actually, you guys go after them. I'm going to stay with the group in here. Okay. okay. <laughs> All right, I'll rush out. Okay. 
uh, you see the group loudly making their way down to the docks. Of course, uh, half of them still have mugs in their hands and they're, you know, it's the middle of the day. So they are quite the spectacle sort of uh, tromping along down and, you know, talking about fantastical sea creatures. Okay, I'm going to rush up to the group and go, hey, hey, wait, you've got to see this back in the bar. There's, they've set up five cups and the little octopus is jumping from one to the other doing somersaults. <laughs> uh, is anybody else with Axley? Yeah, I would have been gone with him. Okay. Um, you're surreptitiously hiding your bucket with Axley. Yes, yes, anyway. under, under, the, under the coat. <laughs> uh, if um, Axley could please give me a uh, charisma deception check, that would be nice. Okay. Oh. That's a eight total. Oh. Yeah, not great. <laughs> uh, two of the two of the townsfolk say, "Oh, really?" And they turn to go, and uh, one of the sort of larger, more burly local guys says, "Ah, that's bogus. Plus, we can just see it when we get back. Let's keep going this way. This is going to be way more interesting." Where, Where are exactly you going? going? Yeah, the um. The sailor part of your crew is he's kind of trying to slink away. <laughs> uh, the, the the crowd, the four or five commoners uh, from town, say, "Oh, uh, yeah, uh, well, we're 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 being led here uh, to to the ship. We're going to see some fantastical creatures that are that have been trapped and they're in the hold of the boat. Crab people and octopi and all kinds of different things." No, no, there was only the one giant crab and. Uh... It's being cooked up by the Dwarven Dockmaster. You'd have to go see him about that. The what? The Olgret. You the Olgret. He's having a giant feast cooking up the crab. He's giving away free stew, crab stew. If you get there, there may be some left. Free <laughs> stew? Uh, one guy looks at the other. I'm, I'm kind of hungry for lunch. Let's go down there and we can go to the boat later. And they start rushing off. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the crew member is nowhere to be seen. He has uh, <laughs> <laughs> vacated the area. Yeah, let's 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 see if we can look around, find him, look around just the general vicinity here. Uh, you know, you you recognized him. You know who he was. So you can either look for him now, or you can have a discussion with him at a later time. <laughs> if, if, if I can take take a moment to look, take a minute to look around, I'll see if I can find him. Okay. In the area. Roll me a perception check, please. Fourteen. Uh, yeah, you see him kind of uh, trying to stand up against uh, the side of a building under the eave, you know, so that he's kind of uh, shaded by, by you know, so that he's kind of out of view. He's he's kind of obviously trying to not be seen, <laughs> not very well, but. Right. Okay, Jeff, come here. Let's let's have a little chat. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, boss. Hey, uh, what what exact were you were you taking those uh, folks to the boat to see uh, see our our guest? Well, you know they they were real interested in the crab man. I mean, you know it's 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 interesting, and and we we captured him and everything, and so I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. I mean, we could be famous if we if we showed everybody this. We could start charging admission. Oh my God! Got an animal. He is a human uh, being. 
believe it or not, he's a what? Um, believe it or not, we we don't want to we don't want to attract too much attention attention just yet. Um, we don't know exactly what's what's causing the what's what's wrong with them, and we don't we don't want to scare people either. So. Um, Appreciate the idea of wanting to make maybe make some money off of us, but we brought him back here to make sure that to see if we can uh, fix whatever is going on with them. So for now, let's not go telling anybody else about uh, Crab Man, but, please. But he's but he's just a dirty crab. Why do we care? We we could make so much money off of him. It would be glorious. Pulls back the the uh, the, the band <laughs> said. Sailor, this came from a bit of a curse. <laughs> lest, lest you experience this yourself, you will not tell anyone else about Crab Man. Understand? Uh, you want to give me a charisma intimidation check? <laughs> yes, I would. I want to remember. <laughs> 23 intimidation. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy. Uh you smell the smell of fresh urine. And if you look down, you see that there's a puddle forming uh, running off of this gentleman's leg and uh, going uh, over his boot, his little booty sock. And uh, he says, okay, okay, okay. Uh, I I I got I gotta go. I, I just need to lay down. I, I suddenly I, I I don't I don't feel I don't feel very good. I'm I'm just gonna go. Okay, boss. Okay, and he's backing up. Carry on. He is when you say that Back he turns the for the night. He turns <laughs> and he that leak you sprung. He runs as fast as he can back to the boat. His eyes wide. <laughs> oh boy. What, what did you say his first name was? You called him a name? I called him yeah. Jeff. Jeff. <laughs> Jeff seems like a great guy. Um, <laughs> well, Emran is confident knowing that her shipmates have the crowd that left. Um, I'm going to walk up. Marcel, are you with me? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to walk up to uh, the other two crewmates that are in here. Right? There's two more in here? There's three There's uh, three more telling stories. Okay. I'm going to walk up to that table. Uh, sorry, folks. Can a captain have a moment with her crew? Uh, uh, yeah, you're the, you're the captain? <gasps> wow. And they're sort of, you know, buy, buy, buy this, buy this captain a beer. Let's, let's get, get, get some more, get some ale over here. And they're trying to, uh, to buy you a drink and and tell us tell us all of the things that you've done this past week uh business first um i need to speak with my crew <sighs> oh and they sort of as a group they sort of whine oh okay and they kind of go off and mill about the bar again and go back to their smaller groups around different tables and the the three sailors are kind of sitting there, looking down at their at their tankards of ale. Hi, Captain. Are they full? The tankards? Yeah. No, they're empty. <laughs> I'm gonna get another round. Okay. Um, I pull up a chair with thank. like the back and like sit on it with my arms crossed. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> but um, I'm just gonna sit down um, with the nail myself. Um, enjoying the town. Oh well, you know it's uh, it's, it's been a few days since we've been here, and um, uh, you know uh, we had a pretty eventful trip, so we're just spreading the stories. You know, we're 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 you know yes, good on pretty you. Tall stories, yeah. I like raise a drink to that and drink to it. <laughs> they, a matter of business, though. We have a fellow on board. And I saw a couple of uh, people from the town starting to head towards our ship. Um, just so you're aware, I would like to keep his presence a little bit under wraps for the time being. What the one one the one in the middle? There's three of them. The one in the middle starts to go, but and you could see the the one that has been talking to you, elbow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 that one. And he gets quiet. He says, I'm sure you understand we don't want to cause a ruckus in the town. Well, it would be nice to have our no names be known to most of them. Our tall tales have reached quite a few years already. Now, when we come back and we have exuberant amounts of money and riches from whatever else we do on our excursions, people won't know our names far and wide. So, we don't really need for this to become an issue at this point in time. But Captain, we've been drinking free all night. Right. So your thirsts are quenched. There's no need for anything else. And we kind of already told them about the crab guy. Uh, well, I'm sure a couple of drinks and they'll forget. And I yell over to the bartender. Drinks for everyone on me. <laughs> I, the bartender says, everybody cheers. Yay. Three cheers for Captain Emeron. Yeah. Hip, hip. And then the whole crowd. Hooray. <laughs> so I assume we're all clear on this matter. Yes, Captain. And I would like you to spread that word to the rest of our crewmates. Aye, aye. Thank you very much. Um, do you want to roll for me an intimidation check? Oh, that's not a good. That's a four. Okay. Yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they're they're uh you know they're sufficiently chastised. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say it was more like persuasion. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to Fine. them, it's yeah, I'm sure. It's you okay. telling them what to do, and that's you know. Different dice. <laughs> My dice. <laughs> oh well. Marcel, are you still sitting with them? Are you still sitting with them? No, I walked away. I'll follow you. I'm basically just making sure, you okay. know, if you need backup. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, next order of business. What would you like to do now? 
<laughs> Honestly, as we're leaving, I'm just going to be like, you need to work on the intimidation factor. <laughs> I know. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not a scary person. I, I don't know how to be, do this. I just <laughs> don't know. Maybe you can get some pointers from um, our two friends. Maybe. <laughs> you think Konos would give me lessons? Maybe. <laughs> you might have to get a barnacle eye first. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proficient in like the disguise kits where I can just like make up my eye. <laughs> no. Okay. Um after like a couple more rounds, I guess I'll make my way over to the temple of Goras. Okay. Do you remember the name of the priest? At the Temple of Goras. Does he have a name or do I get to make one up? Uh, I, I think um, you can make one up. I was, I was looking at my notes to see if we actually I had... I we ever established okay. a name. Because I don't think I've really been in the temple during the game. Okay. Then you but... can feel free to make one up. If you don't have one ready, I can give you one. Um, does he have like a... Uh, is he human, half-elf, elven, dwarvish? Do I get to make that up too? You can make that up too if you'd like. Okay. Um... Mm. I mean, Goras is a a human deity, so yeah. Um, but it's not well, unheard of to have we'll other go followers. With, uh, human male named Nanar. N a n a a r. Nanar. Okay. So High Priest Nanar is in the temple, performing his regular duties. Um, Emeryn's going to take a second to um, she sits cross-legged on the floor and just kind of holds her symbol and meditates for a couple minutes just praying to her deity okay and then when she's finished um, does he look busy? does he look like he could chat for a second? Uh, I mean he's as busy as he always is it's, it's, uh, Um, it's one of those where they're all, everyone is always busy, right? You don't. Yeah. You're not in the temple. If you're you're if you're in the temple, you're either meditating or you're doing something. You're not yeah. just you know. Okay. When I catch like a brief moment, I just. Mm-hmm. Uh, high priest, can I speak with you for a moment? Ah uh, yes, Emerin, um, correct. Correct. I'm just kidding. I know who you are. What can <laughs> I do for you? <laughs> um. I have a request. Um, have you heard of our expedition? I guess word has been traveling rather quickly through the town. Your expedition. Um, There's a giant crab that's Oh, been you're the one that was on that ship. I see. Okay. Yes, I have heard. I have um, heard. Yeah, we I, we. See- Honestly, thought it was just a bunch of tall tales, but no. Uh, well, to be fair, most of it is tall tales. But the 
the giant crab is not. That was, we brought that back. Um, we also brought back um, a, a rather unfortunate uh, victim, I suppose. Um, these crabs that have been torrenting the town were emanating from this island, I guess. And so we went there on request of uh, Olgrat and to slay this giant crab. But we also found, I don't want to say people there, but they're humanoid, but they're also crab-like. Um, and crab, a lot of them... Crab-like? Uh, what do you mean crab-like? Like, still a humanoid form, but had pincers or half of their face is crab-like with like a beak and parts of them are human, but parts of them are crab. And it, it doesn't make a lot of sense to us, but after, after a bit of a skirmish, we realized that uh, one of them was not fighting back. And so we um, brought him back with us and in hopes of finding some kind of remedy or cure or research that says, what this is and if there's a reverse effect. Um, but I was hoping that he could stay here for the time being, um, probably secretly to avoid uh, prying eyes and uh, people that wish to harm him. I know it's a large request. Um, I, uh, I think that the Temple of Goros is open to helping a creature that is in need, shall I say. Um, but I'm not quite exactly sure what you mean when you say that this is a crab-like person. I... I uh, do you think it is a curse? Do you think it is uh, something else? I'm 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 lacking in knowledge. As are we, quite honestly. Um, I I cast a spell to try and detect what kind of a creature this is, what kind of magic it is. It has to be some sort of magic, uh, but um, I got a mixed read. I've never really experienced anything like it, but it was very faint. Um, fae and aberration. Hmm. Uh, so I'm not really sure what what it is, what it's what's causing it. There were they were performing some kind of ritual when we uh, approached, but we we he doesn't speak hardly any hardly anything. Um, but. Is his condition worsening? Very, very slowly, but yes. So you feel it's reversible? I'm hoping it's reversible. And that's what we intend to research. Um, do you by any chance know of the Library of Great Towers? Um, well... Um, there are lots of libraries in the in the ancient records. I I don't know of one that is specific to Goros, but um, that would 
I don't know if it, I don't think it would be specific to Goros. I think it's specific to... You think this has something to do with making the men into a crab? I don't think the library itself has anything to do with it, but if there's some kind of historical record of any kind of ritual or spell or curse that does cause a man to become a sea creature then it's worth looking into. But I think it would be a library of Straven. Draven? Straven? Hmm. I saw a symbol on the doors. So I don't you think it would be a library saw, of Goras, but maybe... You, 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 you saw the symbol on the doors? At, at I believe so. Where you found uh, the crab man? Oh. I had a vision. I think our goddess Goras sent me a vision one night and I was flying over this town, this city. And I came across this great library. Uh, and this is all the information I gleaned from it, but uh, there were the symbols of Straben and um, I saw a name in a book and I went into the library. I traveled down these passageways and I felt like I was being guided by Goras and I came across a book and then, there were these bounty hunters that were trying to catch me. And so I ran and then everything started to crumble and fall. But when I looked at my reflection, it wasn't me. It was my mother. So I think that's where she is. And that's mostly why I want to go to the library. But I also think it could help the others as well. Was your mother an acolyte of Straven? I don't know. I didn't think so. She never mentioned any anything like that, but I guess it's possible. I am uh, at a loss, I'm afraid. I, I will um, research this, and I will let you know if I find anything. But in the meantime, uh, bring, your, bring your patient here, and we will protect it and try to find out if it's a curse or something. But I make no guarantees. Uh, often... Uh, well, has it been out of the water? Yeah, he, he hasn't. I don't think he's been in the water. He's been below the deck of our ship traveling with us. Uh, okay. Well, then bring, bring, bring him here and we'll, we'll, we'll take care of that. Uh, as far as libraries i i will do some research but i i'm not recalling anything off the top of my head i i uh, i know of several libraries but um i i don't you know straben is uh straben was l straben has had a resurgence in faithful believers and before the sinking straben was not as followed as now, and so I'm wondering if your um, if if your vision is is something new, and maybe I won't find it in my research. But uh, I will definitely look for you. How how long are you to be in town? Um, not for a whole lot longer. I have a couple errands to run, and I think this was our main priority was getting um his name I should probably tell you. 
I have a horrible memory, which is why I write everything down. Yeah. Um, Lucanius. Um, his name is Lucanius. We did glean that kind of information out of him. Um, Lucanius. But... Yes. I. Are you sure? I. Yes, I, I think so. Uh, do you know Lucanius? Yes. But he is a man, not a crab. Bring him here very quickly. Okay. Some something is amiss. This is not right. Okay. Um, thank you. And she clasps her uh, medallion and gives like a deep bow. Um, and she turns and spins and runs to the ship to gather her <laughs> friends and hopefully smuggle this crab human into the temple. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what's everyone else doing? And what time of night is it? Is it late? I think it's around noonish. Yeah, then. it's still just afternoon. Well, Karu, I think you were uh, muted. Yeah. I I was probably outside the temple waiting for um, Aaron. Okay. Uh, just to keep tabs on people, but I yeah, temples, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Or not, you can go in. I will stay outside. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm there when you come out, and it's like, oh, finally! I thought you were going to be in there all day. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> she, Emmerin, like kind of hooks your arm and like is briskly walking back to the ship. Like, right? Um, I'm a bit f- sharp for this. <laughs> like um, normal. <laughs> Partially carrying you. <laughs> um, Just yeah. copy along. Um, part of events, Lucanius is from here. Nanar oh. knows Lucanius. Uh, so we're, we're, go- we're going to go get him. Mm-hmm. Aren't we waiting till dark? Um, no. And I keep walking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Axley and, and Konos, what are you doing? Yeah, where are you guys? I'd like to head to the library. If it's still early in the day, early enough. Yeah, it's still early, so you can go over to the library, no problem. I'd, I'd accompany, uh, I, I'd go with Axley. Okay. Uh, what are you looking for in the library? Let's see, I have a few notes to research. Um, other libraries, specifically Calport and a library with great towers, the eye symbol and the name Laralac. Um, the house of Adrim with the sigil we found, that powerful merchant house. Oh my god, we have so many questions. <laughs> and now deep speech writing and its connection to Dwarven. Uh, the Blue Plateau and the name Shemisa. I'll look into that. And then the Howling Gate and the Palace of Mud. Man, wouldn't it be great if you had Google? Yeah, I just Google <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so, um, here is the question for you. Uh, how long are you going to spend researching any given subject? Um, well, I want to be thorough. So if I need to do it, I think I'll start with first the library. That's an easier question, I think, to answer okay. with the staff. I don't know. I thought this was going to be an easy find. It's a big city. We're going to go right there. It's not that simple. <laughs> no. 
I mean, we've got we've got a pretty pretty long list, and you've you had a lot of things that um, I was interested in to do. So maybe we can like just kind of split it up. We can each take part of the list and see what we can see what we can find. Yeah. So I, I guess the question is: uh, so what are you researching first? Instead of asking you for a time, tell me what which one each of you are looking at. I'll, I'll research the other library. Okay. I'll look into the symbol with the eye. Um, why don't you, let's see, Axley, go ahead and give me an investigation, intelligence investigation check. Okay. 15. Okay. Um, you find that there is one... So there, you do find a mention of a, of a city cowport, and there is one mention of a library there called the Gray Towers. Gray, as in the color gray. Yep. And um, it's also referred to in this. There's only one passage. It's about four sentences where it's talking about what can be found in Calport and what can, you know, what types of people are there. It's a very, very old um, set of parchments. It's only about 15 pages long and it was found in someone's, someone who was a refugee. It was found in, amongst their things and there's no more binding to the book. You have no idea where it came from. It's just was among someone's possessions. And it's talking about Calport as a major export city. And apparently it used to be located on a humongous lake. And that lake was known for um, some fantastical things like storm wyverns were often seen uh, harassing ships on the lake. Um, so it was known as a very dangerous um, area, but lots of people went there for two things. The first thing was the library, which was called the Library of Gray Towers. It was also called the Library of Therondimus. So I will spell that for you. T-H-E-R-O-N-D-I-M-U-S, Therondimus. And it was known as the Tomish Repository. The Tomish Repository. So it sort of has those three names. The Gray Towers, the Library of Therondimus, and the Tomish Repository. And so it was a place where lots of people went to research within that library. Not just... It, it's not... Um, it's not an arcane library necessarily, you know, lots of, one of the reasons why it was so popular, it, it, it's, this is what it indicates. One of the reasons it's so popular is that anyone could go into the library as long as they had something specific that they were looking for, right? But lots of libraries were, you know, you know this from your lore, this isn't written in there, but lots of libraries are locked out, right? You have to be of a specific belief system or of a specific you know, arcane tradition or of a specific royal background or something in order to actually get access to those libraries. It's not just something, it's not like an actual library in real life where libraries are meant for all the citizens. It's most libraries 
at least before the sinking, were specific to certain people. This library, however, was not. It was an open library, so it was a library in a true sense of the word. Um, and so that's what you find. Uh, you also find some, uh, you know, there's th several more pages about Calport, and there's a lot of things. So there's the library that people go there for, and then they were one of the most, uh, they had one of the highest um, count of varieties of cheese that they export. So they were known for their cheese. Calport was a fairly large city. It was a major city. So uh, provided it is still intact, you're imagining you know, a vast landscape with a lot of buildings and a lot of people. Well, you're, you're not helping your Calport. <laughs> I know. Sorry. <laughs> Konos, will you please give me an investigate? Check. Nine. You have a hard time finding anything out about the house of Adram. You do find uh, something, though, and what you find is a. I have to find it here in my notes. Oh, I don't want to, it's on a different piece. Uh, you find a reference to the house of Adram. And all you find is a handwritten piece of little parchment that says, Defy not the house of Adram. It is signed by Betet, B-E-T-E-T, -E -T, of Calport. Betet of Calport. We got a sense from our researchers, like how far away Calport is at this point. Um, so, in order to uh, try to figure that out, I would need a navigation check uh, because the two of you can probably put your heads together and look at um, what's known of some of the old scraps of maps. And uh, given what Marcel said about it being sort of on the other side of the quote continent you can try to sort of figure out how long it would take based on if you were to map it. Okay. Um, the quality and accuracy of that map will be in question, of course. Okay. Um, so, wow. one second. So, go ahead and give me a... Um, Either, well, uh, it's probably going to be a wisdom survival check, and if you have navigator's tools, that will give you advantage. Good, I'm going to need it. <laughs> Maybe not. 17. Okay. Uh, you suspect that it's probably at least at least 15 days at sea. Mm. And you think it is due north-northeast. Or, sorry, north-northwest. And reports are that this island that was on has sunk, right? It, it's no longer above, above the water? Um, 
No, I don't know where. It's unknown at this point. There no refugees have entered in the account. Oh, no. Uh, there are probably many islands in between, though. So, you know, you, uh, Trast and Finn is sort of on the far eastern portion of the world. So there's probably several islands in between. So, uh, why don't you both roll me, uh, a D10. Eight. Three. Um, that took actually four hours to locate and find that. And it took Konos two hours to locate and find that. And then uh, another hour for both of you to try and put that information together and come up with a suspected location and estimated time. So basically, you're there for the rest of the day. Yeah. Okay. So what are, while that's occurring, what are... Marcel and Emmerin doing? Um, I'm heading back to the ship to get Lucanius. Which I don't how, know. How far is it from the sh- ship to the temple? Probably a 15 minute walk. Okay. And it's still light out, like it's maybe mid-evening at most. Yeah, I mean, by the uh, at the time when Imran leaves the temple, it's probably still only like barely 2 o'clock, 2 p.m. So, so really bright out. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, Is how much... Like... Sorry, go ahead. How much crab did this guy have like his hands were crabs his face was crabby they were crab like and um his body his skin seemed like it was starting to get like some kind of plating on it mm-hmm. so we need a cloak with a really big hood <laughs> i was gonna say i do have a cloak i can probably wrap him up pretty good yeah, I think that's our best bet. Just maybe put a scarf around his head and hood up and and just as long as he can walk. Right. We we march him through town, probably trying to take back alleys because we're not really good at stealth, but... <laughs> at least we can stay out of the general eye. Yeah. Because the bad feeling, we're drawing a lot of attention. <laughs> Not a good situation. Okay. Yeah, let's just let's get back to the ship. I want to talk to Lucanius. Okay. We can't really respond, but so back at the ship. I'm gonna walk down to Lucanius. I'm gonna sit on the ground like directly across from him. Okay. Do you know High Priest Nanar?
uh, he starts trying to say something it seems like but uh, you know all that's coming out are like clicks yeah, I kind of and... hold out a hand it's it's okay yes or no nod for yes shake your head for no he nods yes okay would you like to see him he starts moving around like he's making to get up <laughs> okay so you have to be discreet you have to be quiet and I'm going to pull my cloak off and start wrapping him kind of up as best I can. Okay. Um, do you want to roll me a, who are, are you uh, proficient with a disguise kit or anything? Nope. Neither am I, but I am definitely helping for what <laughs> use that'll be. <laughs> um, half, I'll get the upper <laughs> Yeah, so uh, roll a deception check with advantage. Deception check with advantage. Ooh, that's good. Okay. Um, deception, uh, 18. Okay. Okay. Uh, you've got him bundled up um, as much as you feel like you can. Okay. And he's he's visibly, like, obviously excited about finally... Right getting to go somewhere. Okay. Yeah. I understand that. Okay. Slow and quiet. I start leading him up to the ship and we'll make our way to the temple. In okay. Broad daylight. <laughs> okay. Uh, are you going to try to take back galleys and... Go like, out of the way, or are you just going to take the most direct, fast route? I would... Marcel, <laughs> do you have a preference? <sighs> I don't know if, like, back alleys, back alleys, but definitely not go, like, main yeah. street. Hug buildings. Kind of... Yeah, we don't want to look too shifty, right. because that could, <laughs> that could screw us anyways. Right. <laughs> But definitely not march him down the main square completely wrapped up in a hook cloak because that's shifty. <laughs> that's obviously <laughs> something's wrong there. And we don't know exactly how much the um, our, our ship crew has been talking about stuff and they now know you're the captain. And so seeing <laughs> the captain with a person completely covered in a hood might raise some questions. This all just bit us in the ass. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so <laughs> um, as as possible. roll me. This is going to sound weird. A strength athletics check. Okay. You're right. That is weird. <laughs> both of us, or one of us, but or bo- both of you. Okay. Strength okay. athletics. The DC is twelve. Okay. Well, I got a natural 20. Okay. Oh, that's good because I got an 8. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, one, so plus uh, 21 for me. Okay. <laughs> so, um, multiple times on your 15 to 20 minute walk, Lucanius stumbles. And the majority of time, 
you 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 sort of are close enough to him that you can hold him up and and whatnot. Um, but a couple of times he falls all the way to the ground, uh, and he makes a a really um, sad sounding, oh, you know, like obviously it's causing him pain mm-hmm. and he has sorrow around this entire situation. Um, but you, for the most part, you keep him standing. Um, I don't know how Marcel did it, but a couple of times he almost <laughs> fell over and Marcel just kind of like grabbed the back of his belt loop and like held it, pulled him right back up and, um, you know, this, I used all my strength practically carrying Marcel back. To the yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then you get to the temple, and I will have you both roll a perception check. So I used my good roll already. Um, <laughs> that's a ten. <laughs> okay. Uh, Twelve. Okay. Um, as far as you can tell, no one has followed you. No one's taking much notice. Um, as you walk him up the stairs, uh, as you walk him up the stairs, uh, Nanar, High Priest Nanar, opens the door and reaches his arm out and helps you in. Also, I don't, I don't know if it's pertinent, but I feel like I should throw out there. I did take a feat. I took the um, observant feat. So, okay. like, my passive perception is mm-hmm. an 18. Okay. Okay. If that's relevant at all. Anyway, Not right but, the second, but yes, it will right be relevant. Second, so. I figured I'd throw it out there. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, and so he he sort of helps you uh, the last few feet into the temple. And he starts kind of unwrapping... Lucanius. Take my cloak back. Put it back on. And he gasps. Oh, what happened? How do you know this is Lucanius? Ask um, him. I think he can talk anymore. Our, our friend can kind of telepathically speak, and although his mouth is not functioning as a normal human's would his mind is still somewhat there i can see he still has human eyes let's let's get him back let's let's get him back to the to the to the to the room let's let's let's, let's come on you could see that uh nanar is completely flustered um, Marcel, are you staying in the temple or are you going to step out? I'm too curious about what's going on here. <laughs> okay. uh, so I'm going to tag along. Okay. Uh, he leads, he leads you back and he's trying to also, uh, you know, get Lucanius to go back, uh, back into one of the ritual rooms. And, um, there is a, uh, several mosaics, several different, uh, portions that are mosaics uh that that show scenes that uh that Imran recognizes from the 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 good deeds that Goros has had her people perform over 
you know, in several different time periods in the world, there's a huge mosaics of this. And on the ground, there is a uh, setup that is, it looks like a, um, a line of uh, some sort of um, powdery substance. It's kind of brownish mixed in with some white parts and it's making a large oval and uh, the priest uh, leads Lucanius to that area and he looks at both of you he says don't break the line and he tries to get Lucanius over and laying down within the oval without breaking the line of material yeah help kind of lift him and adjust as needed um with your help he is able to do that and he puts his hand on lucanius's what used to be his human forehead and he starts uttering a prayer of some sort um he stands up. He says, I, I'm going to have them uh, start doing some rituals right away to possibly cleanse him of whatever it is that, that has him. This is this is much worse than I expected. I, 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 I thought it was just, you know, appendages or something. I, I didn't realize his entire body was turning into a crab. I, I, I am sorry that I doubted you, that I thought you were exaggerating. That's not your fault. We just appreciate that you're doing what you can. Uh, leave him here. We'll protect him. Thank you again. Um, have Have you seen his mother? Um, no, I'm I'm not familiar with him. I don't know. I didn't know he had family. Ah, very well. I I, I, I will. Huh? <laughs> I don't want to have that conversation. That's out of game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, he he says very well, very well. I I I I I, I will have the acolytes uh, bring her here. Uh, it, I will try to get him more more presentable first. Uh, thank you. Uh, you've done a service to Goras with this. I only hope she can be of service to him. I do as well. Leave us now. Uh, we, we, we will, we will need to prepare for rituals. Oh, we don't get to watch that. All right. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you would like to take part, are you also uh, an adherent of, of Goras? No. Oh, <laughs> well, well, you know, the word of Goros is all-encompassing and can relieve the suffering of so many in this world today. And and Goros is, is also glorious and can bring many things uh, to your life. If you would like to sit down and 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 understand more about the, the joy of Goras, I, I would be happy to arrange for some acolytes to to meet with you and discuss your options uh, in this respect. Mm. I, I think the, 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 the only um, deity I follow is that of the sea. Ah, uh, uh, very well, very well. Uh, 
it's a shame. I, I think that your people would really, really appreciate the teachings of Goras. It's uh, uh, quite well suited to your, um, your, um, yes, your kind. Hey, Priest, uh, they are my friend, and we've had discussions, and um, leave that to me. You have matters to take care of. <laughs> thank, thank you, Imarin. Uh, very well, very well. Uh, I hope I hope to see you again, young I hope Trinian. To see both of you well. Yes. And I turn and close the door. <laughs> <laughs> you leave Marcel in there. <laughs> no, 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 I'm fine. I, mean, I was just I was backing up before that. I was like, okay, this is why I don't go into temples. Sorry <laughs> about that. He's really he's really adamant about the whole thing, and he's he has good intentions. Uh-huh. And that's how they all are. That's why I don't go into temples usually. But this was just too. I, you think they'll be able to like return him? Because we'd have a lot of questions for him if they do. We'll have to be sure to keep in contact with them while we're traveling. Maybe set up some some kind of I don't know, is there like airmail? <laughs> uh not quite, but there are magical means to communicate if you have access oh, to them. Okay. Maybe we'll have to set something up with that. We'll work we'll we'll work on it. We got a lot on our plates. Yeah. As we're as we're leaving the temple, I'm like, so he really did seem to be turning into like a full crab. You think the big 15 foot crab was a human once? I was thinking the same thing, but I'm almost thinking it was multiple humans. Hmm. Maybe they all just kind of They're going to all turn into soup by the end of the day. Oh, that's, let's not think about that. <laughs> that's a cannibalism in a weird way. <laughs> but, um, Marcel, do you want to look for the rest of our group? I don't know where they went, but I need a minute. I'll be one more minute. Won't be long. All right, fine. Um, they did they- mention they were going to go look for information, right? Yeah, they might be near the makeshift library type thing. All right. Yeah. Um. So what's Imran doing then? I just, I sit down and I just clutching my symbol of Goras. If there's anything you can do, you've helped me so much already, but if there's anything you can do for Lucanius, I would appreciate it. And she just kind of sits in thought for another minute and then gets up and walks away. Okay. Uh, you, as always, when you're near a temple and you sort of meditate or pray, you feel a sense of peace. Um, but that's not indicative any, of anything necessarily. But it might be. Depends right. on uh, how you feel about it. Um, so... I think you can probably pretty easily find Konos and mm-hmm. Axley in the library. Uh, so let's fast forward to having everyone done and meeting now. Um, so you can fill each other in on what you have found. Yeah. 
Um, and uh, so, is there are there is there anything that needs to be resolved before we end the session? Because we're going to switch over to the the discussion portion, unless there's something um, that needs to be resolved. Oh. Maybe well, maybe out of game we can kind of discuss components for spells because I would kind of like to start stocking up on some components what I can okay. find, but that can be an out of game thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyone else have anything that's specific to the session that you thought of that you really want to get taken care of before the session ends? Or nope, I'm good. Okay. Um, the only question I would have is: Did, did we did we learn how Ninar knows Lucanius? Nope. I was going to press for questions, but I figured that that was not the time. So I figured if we go back the next day, I can ask a few more questions because I also want to know, like, who was Lucanius in general? How old was he? Because if, if his mother's still alive, he can't be that old. Um, just what he did here, how long he's been here. Was he traveling? Did he, was he a resident? Like, I had a lot of questions, but I wasn't going to ask it at that point in time. So I'm on the same page. <laughs> okay. I don't know if we're going to be staying in in Trastvin for a while, uh, for a little while. I know there's probably some. Uh, Konos would want to talk with people at the Company of the Eastern Sun if there's any presence here in town. Um, just kind of as aid with aid with some of the research we're doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that can be for another time. Okay. Um, you can actually give me a persuade if you give me a persuasion check. Okay. And nine. Um, so here's what you find out. Uh, the company of the Eastern Sun used to have a pretty large agent office in Cowport. They haven't been in contact with them for several months. All of the messages that they have sent have not been returned. We're gonna find another giant crab. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's you know doesn't necessarily mean anything uh, the 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 agent that you're talking to uh in trust in trust and finn is basically like look you know we have offices all over and sometimes they just can't keep it going and you know sometimes they send a message back but it goes on a ship and the ship is lost at sea or you know the ship never makes it back to Trastenfin to deliver it, or, you know, there's not a lot of movement of agents from one island to the other uh, very quickly, so it's possible we just haven't gotten the message back. It's not unusual for months to go by without hearing about it or hearing anything from anywhere. Okay. Um, well, I may be heading, my crew and I may be heading out that way ourselves at some point. Is there any messages we'd, we should take there with us? 
we always have a bundle of messages that can be delivered to any agent uh, at a major uh, destination. Um, that's the other reason why it's not necessarily odd that that no one has gotten back to them from Calport because sometimes ships don't actually go directly to a particular island. They they are just going to more to that region and they, you know, drop messages off to be, you know, there's not there's not really an efficient system for you know, there's not like a Pony Express or a, you know, or a mail system. It's more like uh one agent says, Oh, I'm going west and they say, Okay, take this bundle and when you get to the next office distribute this bundle and then they you know um so yeah yeah, sure we we have a giant a giant box of you know things to send okay when we when we get ready to set out i can pick it up perfect perfect all right in the meantime they will try to gather some navigational charts and whatnot for you i'm good um Okay. So let's let's move to the to the debrief part. So uh, Nina mentioned something a minute ago that is something I should have asked at the beginning of the session, but I did not. And that is, uh, when you all leveled up to level four, is there anything that you added to your character that I should know about? I just did. I just increased um, dexterity and charisma by one, to, so they're both at twenty. So those are actually maxed out now. Um, I took a new spell and a new cantrip. I took booming blade and shadow blade. Okay. And a focus with the thought being you know, like, if we have another kind of more sustained, long sustained combat, you know, we're all being mm-hmm. surrounded. There's there's a more of a melee option that I have available. Okay. Uh, that's, that's all I did. Yeah, I think I increased dexterity and charisma. So they are now uneven. Um, I got two new spells as well. So I picked up, um, message, which seemed like a good idea because we tend to separate the party a lot, apparently, <laughs> despite how bad a bad idea is. <laughs> and also so we can message the crew, though we can't be too far away because it's only at 120 feet range. Um, and I, else now. <laughs> it, yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and I took enlarge reduce because um, that can be useful in many ways. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. A, a more utility spell for my uh, second level spell slots. Perfect. Uh, Axley, what did you uh, do? Okay, uh, I took a feat. Also, I went with lucky. That sounds like it'll be fun. Um, and let's see for my level up spell I took invisibility as a level 2 spell and I also I picked up uh, featherfall for a level 1 spell nice and prestigitation as a cantrip okay Um, yeah I took a feat too I took the observant feat um, which Increased my wisdom, which was good. Um, and then um, I took the detect evil and good and sacred flame. 
as a cantrip. Okay. Okay. My work has not been very good on my perceptions there. <laughs> um, okay. So this was a uh, uh, find things out kind of session. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Um, uh, I, I think probably I know the answer to this, but um, where do you all want to go next session? Do you want to stay in Trast and Finn and research more, or do you want to go somewhere else? Well, it sounds like a lot of the things we're looking for off in Calport. So I think we only have a very vague idea of where that is, though, don't we? Yes. What's in between us and that? There, we need to like know right. our course. Oh, right, yeah. No idea. And maybe the tavern would be a good place to go ask around if anyone's been there in that direction at least yeah. come from that direction yep. or come from there yeah I feel like if we spend another half day in Trast and Finn um, maybe a couple of us ask around to see if we can get a better idea where Calport is um, and then the other half like check on Lucanius obviously and then just kind of supplies general whatever we need to get the boat prepped and then shove off later that afternoon i don't feel like we need to stay for a very long time yeah we definitely need to get what well, would need to stock up for a longer journey because it sounds like it's at least a month round trip right. right um and we don't know what's in between as well and we found a tiny island off of a general direction before i feel like we could find a larger port it's just whatever is in between we might have a day or two of exploration doing whatever. I know Emery wants to just go directly to the city, but other people might have other ideas. Um, so yeah, probably towards Calport. I think one thing we can try looking for is any kind of um, missions we can take that are on the way so that we make it more than just we're going to the city to find information but also make it worth our while in terms of money making right to travel 15 days out and back to go to a lot yeah yeah even if it's just on the way be it delivery or be it whatever needs to be done just yeah. so we have like a secondary thing going on beyond just getting to Calport and finding right. out what we can find out there. Right, because our crew will need paying as well. So anything that can kind of keep the coffers full will be good to do. I have to organize our ledgers because I need to figure out how much money we actually have. <laughs> I haven't kept that That's up. That's a good question now. too, for like buying new uh, weapons or armor, or upgrading our gear. Ooh, I, I did want to get a weapon. Stuff. I have some shopping I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Kona's had a good idea talking with the Eastern Sun. Maybe we can be a transport vessel, bleh, transport vessel for mail um, deliveries. We can probably pick up a couple people, some passengers, yep. now that our crab friend is gone. Um, we might be able to pick up some travelers to transport as well. 
Okay. But yeah, half a day in Trast and Finn can probably, we can gather up some side quests and then shove off. So, um, Marcel, what have you told the group about your past? Well, you're like you were. Sh- your your ship was overcome. You told them that, but you yeah. didn't tell you didn't tell them that what you found, right? Um, I don't think so. I have no. I have not. I just told them about the ship and the fact that I was looking for the pirates that uh, sunk the the mm. ship I was on but not about necessarily how I survived. Now and I was sorry. Oh, go ahead. Um, Marcel's coming shopping with me tomorrow because um, I had more questions on that. That's when my screen froze. So I kind of zoned out from the conversation and then I came back and she, um, they were like, yeah, we survived the shipwreck. And I was like, wait a minute. I don't know what happened. <laughs> so I have questions. <laughs> I missed like half of that conversation, but I do have questions. So Marcel's coming shopping with me. So I guess my, my question is, uh, it, does Marcel want to try to explore that area and hunt those pirates on the way to Calport? Um, the one big thing that Marcel fears is that if, if they find these pirates too soon with an untested crew, mm. this ship is going to get sunk as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of waiting to possibly get more powerful and see exactly how much power they can put into the ship before going pirate hunting. Um, so they're more like biding their time, maybe finding out more information about where these pirates came from or, uh, what exactly is going on. And Hey, who knows? Maybe the problem will solve itself if the captain has the same curse that turns people into crabs. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll just have to fight him as a crab. Um, but yeah, at this point, they're willing to just go along with like the crew's let's go find out more information um, and kind of keep that, still keep an eye out for them. But also, I don't think they're ready to uh, go up against the pirates yet i mean if it happens it happens but going out to search for pirates with a crew that's barely been tested is probably not the best idea okay um konos just a quick question so um you know your 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 piece of coral has been um wanting you to go west okay and so sort of uh, stumbling on Calport as a destination is seems good. But uh, the question is, um, are you planning... Uh, this is actually a question for everybody, but specifically for Konos, because he has a direction that he wants to go. Um, are you going to make Traston Finn your home that you come back to every time, or are you going to eventually go out and maybe not come back? 
Um, good question. Uh, Traston Finn is, I mean, if nothing else, it's a, it's sort of a good home base area for us now because we, it's a friendly place. We kind of know where it is and what all's, what all's available here to us. Um, but you know, if we have, I mean, I've got an ultimate destination. Emeryn's got an ultimate destination in mind. Um, so if there's sort of some place in the, along the way that works better, um, you know, wouldn't be opposed to using something like that. I kind of don't know how spells work. Maybe one of you guys can help me. Um, do we have like a set number of spells that we know? Okay. Um, that uh, depends on the class. Um, okay. In your case, yes, because the way you work is every morning you basically ask your god what spells you want to know that day besides cantrips. Yep. So there's, instead of having, like, I just learn spells at certain levels and that's all I know. Yeah. Um, in your case, I think it has to do with wisdom and your level, how many spells you can prepare in a day. Okay. So is it, so anything on the list of like the cleric spells I can prepare or do I have to pick like five of those and then I can prep three of them? No, you, okay. at each day you decide what ones you want to prepare and those are the ones you can cast during that day. And then the next day you can pick another Oh, okay. Completely That's, different list. So ba basically, uh, Goros... Yeah, because when we started using D&D &D Beyond, it would like let me pick any of the spells, mm -hmm. and I was kind of functioning on the fact that, like, oh, I learned these five, so I can pick two of these five. So that kind of threw me off, and then I was like, can I use any of these? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, I can... I can I can I can try to give you a little more kind of tell you more what Sam was saying. So basically, as a cleric, you essentially know you essentially have access to the entire cleric spell list at once, okay. uh, but you but you can only prepare a certain number of spells per day. Um, and so you, each each day after a long rest, you basically get to pick and completely say, okay, I tried these yesterday. Some of these were great. Some of these I don't need tomorrow, so I can pick some new ones and basically just do a complete. Re rewrite of your entire spell list every time you do a long rest, whereas the rest of us we only learn new spells when we level up. So ba basically, uh, tell tell her like this. Think of it like this: Goros has prepared a set of spells that she can allow Imran to cast, and every morning Imran has to ask goros to allow her to cast those but all of the spells of that level on the list are available okay so essentially like again being a cleric you know your your spells all come from your deity goros and mm -hmm. it's like goros basically prepares has a list of saying okay here's here are all the spells that my clerics or that yeah that my clerics can learn and each each day after you do a long rest at the beginning of the beginning of the day you pray to your deity and ask you know let me learn these spells for this day or give me this these spells for this day and then the next day it's a different a different you ask for there different is if you want them. two things one, I, d I was right. It is wisdom modifier plus your cleric level. That's how many spells you can prepare a day. Yep. Okay. Um, two, your domain gives you spells that are independent of those that you always have prepared and they don't count towards. Those are the ones that your your god went, you get these for free. You can always cast these. Yeah. Uh, you always have them prepared and yep. your Tempest domain. So the ones given you by Tempest domain, you always know and you don't have to ask for them every day. Perfect. Because yep. I like Thunderwave. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. You'll, you'll, go ahead. And you, but she can she can cast like say if she has four spell slots, she could cast Thunderwave four times, right? And not cast any others, right? Right. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it's, as long as you have a spell slot, you can ask 
cast any spell you know. So like I know um, actually likes to use Phantasm Force. So as long as you have a second level spell slot or higher, when we level up more, you can always cast use one of those to cast Phantasm Force. Um, same with Emerald. You can always use a first level spell slot to cast Thunder Wave or a higher one if you have it. Um, so on and so on. Yes, and you'll always know, and you'll always have Fog Cloud and Thunder Wave and Gust of Wind and Shatter prepared and more at higher levels. Perfect. So I think uh, since Imarin cannot hear me, <laughs> uh, that might be a, uh, a, a good. Um, good time to stop. I'm going to go ahead and sign out and uh, say goodbye to everybody and thank you for watching and thank you for listening and I'm sorry for the technical difficulties there right at the end. Is there anything, any, any announcements anyone needs to make before we drop off here? Any final announcements? Uh, none for me. Alright, so perfect. Alright, so... I'm going to say I'm good. 